messy workplace. Amen. Talking about messy workplace. Amen. We've been talking about how uh, how the workplace can be so messy. How um, you can work with people who just, you know, they just turn on you. Amen. You're trying to you're trying to make a come up and they trying to pull you down. Anybody work with some people like that? Amen. Every time you try to we're going to go to Daniel chapter six today and um, coming to a conclusion uh, in this passage. Uh, Daniel chapter six, verse 20. And and we've covered the whole chapter up to verse 20. We've been preaching through it each week. Um, and so if you stand for the reading of God's word, and I want to read from verse 20, and, and, and I, may, I may end it right here with, with messy workplace, but I think I got two more messages here. Amen? There's so much in one verse, y'all. I'm telling you, in one verse, you can preach five sermons out of one verse. That's how that's how deep the word is, you know. Um, verse 20 says, and when he came near the den. Now, Daniel now, just for those of you who ain't been here. Uh, Daniel been thrown in the line den for being a good employee. I'm giving you the modern day version. All right. He, he has an excellent spirit. He's on time. He does his job. All right. But he has some haters. The haters now. Amen. They, 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 you know what they did? They passed a law, amen, saying Daniel can't pray to any other God but the king, right? You know how your job wants you to worship them? Amen. They make it hard for you to get the Bible study in church, right? That's the law, you know, mandatory overtime, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff, you know, all kinds of injunctions and all kinds of stuff. And so Daniel said, I ain't doing it. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep trusting my God. So Daniel got fired. Last week we talked about how to overcome, how to prepare to be fired. And so, I think that's what I talked about. And so, yeah, see, we don't prepare to be fired. See see what I'm saying? Because you know why? They ain't never going to get rid of me. Oh, yeah, keep living. Amen. And so, and so now Daniel now is thrown in the lion's den. Tell your neighbor he brought it on himself. All right. So now we're going to peek in the, in the den, right? We're going to see what happened in this den. And, and, I, and, and watch this. Look what he said, verse 20. It says, and when he came near the den, this is the king now. First of all, the king couldn't sleep all night. He was troubled because he really favored Daniel. But he got tricked into signing the document. He says, and when he came near the den to Daniel, he cried out with a troubled voice. The king spoke and said, Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you constantly serve, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel spoke to the king, O king, live forever. My God, tell your neighbor, my God, sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth and they have not harmed me inasmuch as I have been found innocent before him and also towards you. O king, I have committed no crime, 
Then the king was very pleased and gave orders for Daniel to be taken up out of the lion, the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he had trusted in his God. Tell your neighbor, messy workplace. I want to talk about this morning lessons from the lion's den. Lessons from the lion's den. Amen. Amen. Daniel in the lion's den. Amen. Amen. Lessons from the lion's den. I believe in life you can learn. I believe life is a, a big classroom. I believe you can learn something every day. I believe that God, if you pay attention, he'll teach you things about living. Amen. About situations and circumstances. He'll teach you. But oftentimes when we find ourselves in negative situations, it's hard for us to find the lesson in it. As we've been traveling through this chapter, chapter 6, this part of our series has been very helpful. Because oftentimes we don't know how much mess we're really dealing with and how much pressure we're going through at the job. I told you that we spend more time at work than any place else. Amen. We spend the average person that has children from one to, I believe I said five or eight years old or seven years old, only spend basically two hours, amen, a week, a, a day with their children. Uh, 16 and up, you only spend about 58 minutes or 56 minutes, amen, with that particular child. A lot of times the world is raising our children. Uh-oh. Amen. Parents, single parents, and even uh, husband and wife, you have to work and you have to take care of your family. And I believe that I told you that the workplace can become very stressful. Uh, from backbiting, we talked about that, to envy, to being falsely accused, to being set up. And then I told you whether it's spiritual warfare or workplace politics. But you still show up at your job. Amen. Realizing that you have to work. But it can have a toll on you. To the point. Amen. Where you break down. A lot of times. Amen. Many of us are struggling. Amen. With issues at the workplace. We, we don't have anyone to talk to. So we deal with it the best way we know how. But I believe that as we looked at Daniel throughout this series, that we find that there's some lessons about Daniel that we can learn. I don't know what you just went through, but I know God has taught you something. Come on, somebody. The, the, the problem is, did that lesson bring change or will you return, amen, and repeat the same thing over and over and over again. I believe that life is a good teacher. Come on, somebody. 
I believe that without spiritual eyes, though, it's difficult to understand what's going on around you. I believe that if you don't look at life through the lenses of the scripture, it's very difficult to discern what God is trying to do in your life. Come on, somebody. Daniel has moved from a man who went to work every day and did his job. Amen. He was excellent in spirit. He did what he was supposed to do. Amen. No one stepped in and tried to help him. Daniel took a stand for what he believed in. And I believe that there are times when you and I will have to take a stand for what we believe. Amen. Sometimes your faith is being compromised. Amen. Your commitment to God is being compromised. Amen. But I believe that it's hard to be quiet. Amen. When you're being persecuted. Come on, somebody. And the question is, the question is, and I look at Daniel and I realize something. The Lord showed me something about verses 20 and on. He showed me that Daniel did not say a mumbling word. Jesus going to the cross. I wish I had somebody. Amen. The Bible says that he did not say a mumbling word. I believe that if you're innocent, you don't have to defend yourself. I believe that if you know what you know and you believe what you believe, you don't have to fuss and fight. You don't have to cuss and go off on everybody. Amen. If you know that you're right. I'm going somewhere. Amen. I believe that God can fight our battles if we still sit still. I believe that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I believe that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Do I have somebody? I believe that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for the Lord is with me. Do I have anybody? I believe what Psalm 27 says, amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom? Come on, somebody. Now, listen, I'm not talking about fighting. I'm talking about I ain't scared. I wish I had somebody. Because I know who's going to fight my battle for me. Do I have anybody? And it's crazy because sometimes, amen, we, 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 we go into the workplace, amen, and the devil knows how to get us from the time we clock in. I wish I had somebody. Amen. And so Daniel broke his silence. He's in the lion's den. Amen. Let's look at verse 17. Amen. Verse 17 says, A stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring. And when the signet rings of his nobles, and with the signet rings of his nobles, so that nothing would change in regard to Daniel. You know what Daniel was in? He was in a fix. He was in an irreversible situation. Can I tell you something? The God we serve can reverse anything. Amen. They counted you out. Come on, somebody. They said you wouldn't amount to nothing. They said you would rot up in here. Come on, somebody. But God says, I can turn that around. Romans 8.28 says what? And, and we know. <laughs> Come on, somebody. God causes what? All things. That word there is synergism in the Greek. And the word has the idea of two opposites working together. I wish I had somebody. In other words, God will take your good. 
He'll take your bad. He'll take your in-betweens. Amen. And he'll mesh it together. Amen. And it will turn out for your good. Do I have anybody? The king sealed the tomb or the, or the, or the den. Verse 18 says, then the king went off to his palace and look what the king did. I find it very interesting that the king got spiritual. Now, now you got to know that the king was a baller, right? So every night the king had concubines, grapes, amen. Listen, he had, he had a party every night. Amen. Listen, the king was living large. But this night... Now, my question is, what would pause the king from having a good time? Look at this. Text says, the king, and sealed it, and verse, verse, 18, verse 18 says, Then the king went off to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no entertainment. Oh, Lord, we got kids up in here? All right. Amen. The girls didn't come to work that night. Amen. He said, don't, don't, no, we ain't, they ain't working tonight. Y'all ain't trying to hear me, y'all. That, that's what it means by entertainment, by the way. Amen. He fasted on both ends. He have a food fast and a sexual fast. He said, I ain't doing nothing today. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. It's in the Bible, y'all. Amen. And, and not, listen, no entertainment was brought before him, and his sleep fled from him. My question is this. There's something about Daniel where the king said, man, hold up. I'm going to hold up on my pleasures because I got somebody. Amen. He realized he was tricked. But when you have the favor of God, come on, somebody. God will change the hearts of people towards you. Watch this. And they're not even saved. Watch this. Verse 19. Then the king arose at dawn, at, at the break of, dawn, of day, and went in haste to the lion's den. He's like, man, what in the world? So my question is, how did Daniel make it through the toughest night of his life? How did, what lessons can we learn? What lessons can we learn from his life? Watch this. If the king learned something from Daniel when he was living, can I ask you this? What do people learn from you just by you living? Uh-oh. Oh, ouch. What, what do they learn by your conversation? What do they learn by your actions? What do they learn, hallelujah, by just being in your presence? And there's something about, I just find it very intriguing. You got to understand the times that when the king says, I'm putting everything on hold for my boy, Amen. Who I was about to promote, but I got tricked into throwing him in the lion's den. So let's take a peek here. He says, he says, look, look what he says. He ran up to the, to the tomb. He said to the den. He says, I don't know why I keep saying tomb. He said, when he had come near the den, watch this. Look what he says. He cried out with a what kind of voice? The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, notice how he addressed him. Does anybody know you go to church? Uh-oh. 
Does anybody know you serve God? I know you talk religion. I'm going to pray for you, child. Amen. But does, it, does your life and your lips line up? Come on, say amen. Hey, I know you spiritual. I know. I know. I, I know this. I, I can tell. I see it all on you. Amen. You are sanctified. Amen. But is that what everybody else is saying about you? Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says now. He says, Daniel, servant of who? Now, hold on now. You have a pagan king who thought he was God. And now he's calling on the living God. You meant it for my evil, but God meant it for my good. And it's not by my lips, but it's how I live. And I find it very intriguing that somebody else would say, servant of the living God, someone who never called on God. But yet he says, servant, he says, servant of the living God has your God. Watch this now. Look at how he tagged Daniel. Whom you what? Whom you what? Uh Uh-huh. Been able. Tell your neighbor he's able. Now, watch this. From the king's end, he's still questioning because he doesn't know. But from Daniel's end, he knows. Daniel never said a word before he got in in the den. You got to read the text. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He ain't never said a word. But from the king's side of things, he's like, I wonder if it was worth it. Tell your neighbor it was worth it. It was worth it. Here's what I mean. Whom will you choose? Amen. Will you stand for what's right? Will you stand for God even if you're being persecuted? Even if you're being talked about? Even if you're being lied on? Will you stand for God? Watch the text. The text says, the God whom you constantly serve been able to deliver you from the lion's den. Let me tell you what, what this word means. This word consistently In the Hebrew, it is a participle. So let me explain what a participle is in Hebrew. I was going to define the word, but define the word doesn't do it. The participle, when you parse a Hebrew word, the idea is graphically, it expresses continuous, uninterrupted action. Did you catch it? It also expresses the idea nonstop. Now let me show you where I'm going with this. When it was good, 
when it was bad, when folks turned their backs on you, when they were lying on him, when they were talking about him, when they were, come on somebody. And see, oftentimes we're looking for a reason to stop serving. Listen, let me, let me help you with something. You can't live for you. You got to live for something bigger than you. And watch this. And you know, we're like little babies. When things happen to us, I ain't going to church today. Forget God. I shoot God and did this to me. Rah, 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 rah. Okay. All right. You keep on with your little tantrum. Okay. And when you get thrown in the lines then again, guess who you're going to call? And the same one you call, watch this. If you have no credit, you can't cash out. It expresses what? Uninterrupted. Can I ask you something? What's interrupting your service to God? Amen. Even in the lion's den, Daniel served God. Come on, somebody. He says there's something about this man. Notice, he didn't, before they call him Daniel the exile, this week he calls him what? Two different views. The Medes, I'm sorry, the, the satraps and the governors called him uh, uh, an exile, a Hebrew exile. The king calls him, boy, tag me a servant, will you? Tell your neighbor, tag, tag me a hashtag me servant. Take, go on your Facebook page, hashtag servant. Hashtag consistent servant. Hashtag I ain't going down like that. Hashtag, I'm going to stay with this thing. When it get rough, when it get tough, when folk get on my nerves, when stuff start falling apart in my life, listen, I'm serving God because I'm committed to the call. Do I have anybody? And I'm staying committed to him, not just because what he's done for me, but because of who he is. Listen, I'm in the den. Anybody in the den right now? Anybody going through some pressure right now? Can I tell you something? It doesn't change. Watch this. What you do for him. See, see, here's the thing. Some of us just want to get rescued. But while we're in the den, oh, Lord Jesus. God is good. We got good talk. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, master. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to do all that. Amen. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Let me see that Bible. Let me flip flip right there. Let me show you something. And from the time you get out the den, God who? Oh, let me leave that alone. Ouch. Amen. Oh, thank you. Uh, the moment we find out we're fired, we stop praying. Messy workplace. Amen. Not only do we stop praying, but we stop serving. It's crazy how when crises show up in our lives, right, that we just out God. You know, like, forget all that. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He said, 21, he says, verse 21. Now, this part is pretty interesting right here. He says, then Daniel what? Ah, tell your neighbor, he broke his silence. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'd be mad. Don't call me no daggone servant. You threw me in here. Don't call me no servant. You threw me in here. 
What you calling me for? For? Give me the next point. I just give you the point. Here's another lesson. And what? Now, now in the Hebrew, this is how it actually reads. When he says, verse 21, look at Daniel spoke to the king. Oh, king, live forever, right? In other words, in, now, in the Hebrew, it reads like this. If you're reading the original Hebrew. He said, oh, king, I'm alive. <laughs> oh, king, I'm alive. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, king, I'm alive. But oftentimes when bad things happen to us, saints, we hold on to resentment. We hold on to unforgiveness. And can I tell you something? You can't move forward if you don't let it go. But here's the thing now. You got to forgive and you got to forget. The forget part is where the resentment come in. Because you get, I ain't never going to forget. You better forget. You better erase that thought out your mind because that's how resentment starts developing in your heart. Tell your neighbor, we tacked up, man. <laughs> For real. Because a lot of us have a hard time. What? Now, listen, can I ask you a question? Let me just ask you a question. If the king would have came up there and said, yo, you still alive? What would you have told him? Bleep, 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 now. Come on, say man, y'all. Come on, get God a hand clap and pray. Tell you, David, I'm still Christian, but I cuss every now and then. Amen. That because you don't forgive. I know. I, I'm serious. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling with this. <laughs> but there's a lesson here. You mad and PO'd, right? And then you become destructive. So you start smoking. You start drinking again. And you got destructive. Now you're destroying you because you got forgiveness issues. When God threw you in the den to transform you. Hello, somebody. To prove whether or not you are serving or not. Amen. James chapter 1 says it well. Count it all joy. When you encounter Macarius trials. That is multicolor trials. Knowing that the test. Didn't you not know it was a test? <laughs> the testing of your faith produces something. Amen. And so Daniel said, no, nah, uh, I'm going to forgive. Oh, king, I'm alive. Come on, you better tell him you're alive. You know what? Put it on Facebook. I'm alive. Hashtag servant, I'm alive. Hashtag, I'm coming out of this. Hashtag, hey, they checked on me. <laughs> Watch this. How, 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 how do you know? How do you know if your relationship with him is real? When things go bad, you still love them. Come on, somebody. See, we hold resentments towards God, y'all. Uh-oh, that's another day. That's counseling time. Go ahead, verse 22. My God sent what? What did he do, y'all? 
he what? He shut. Boy, God can know how to silence him, boy. He'll make your enemy your footstool. He knows how to silence lions, y'all. If he has the power to shut the lion's mouth. Now, I wish I had a picture. I wish I had a real lion up in here. Where Mike Tyson at? Big old lion. You know what I mean? I'm talking about that kind of lion, okay? And, and God just shut his mouth. They talking about you getting all mad at the job, paranoid, walking around paranoid. No, God can shut their mouth. That's what he does. He's powerful. Watch the text. Text says, not only did he shut the mouth of the lion, and they had not harmed me, inasmuch as, oh, I ain't going there yet. They have not what? Harmed me. Now, let me tell you what that means. The word harmed in the Hebrew, the word is a piile. Piile stem conveys, watch this, vigorous action, putting the receiver Watch this. In a new condition. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. It is action that puts the receiver in an altered state. Hold on a minute. In the lion's den, Daniel was literally transformed. In the lion's den is where he got his transformation. He says, I'm not harmed, but I'm better. I'm in a different state of mind. I'm in a different, hey, I'm in a different spiritual realm. You know why? Because my God showed me that he can take angels. Come on, somebody. And he can close the mouth of the lion without the lion harming. I see. Can I ask you something? Have you experienced God like this? Have you ever experienced God doing something supernatural that what they meant for your harm, God turn it around for your good? Watch this. He had never had an experience like this. Daniel was a praying man. But yet the praying man was prayed on and then pushed into the den. And then while in the den, he got an opportunity to experience God like he's never experienced God before. Stop running from your trials. Stop running from your pain. Face the den and God will transform you in the midst of that mess. What do you think God is trying to do at your job? Amen. He's trying to change us. Are you with me? Imagine facing a 300-pound lion and you're in an altered state. God, the text says, no, they didn't harm me, king. Why didn't they harm me? Look what he says. In as much, now watch this real quick. What's that point? Give me that point. He, he believed that God could do what? The impossible. And oftentimes, we don't think that what we're going through, that is possible. But the God we serve, tell your neighbor, he can do it. Tell your neighbor, he can do it. He will do it if you let him. Amen. Amen. 
He goes on and he says, Inasmuch as I was found what? Innocent. I don't you know what you know what I don't understand? People go off. Right? I mean you go <laughs> folk go off. But they say they're innocent. <laughs> you ain't innocent. Because you went off. Because if you're innocent, you let God fight that battle. And so not only, not only did that, but, but go to the next point for me. He knew his heart. See, when you know you're right before God, what are you, what are you fighting for? Somebody here today, I want to tell you something. You don't have to prove nothing to nobody. You have to stop trying to prove yourself. If you know that you're living right. If you know that you're right before God, amen. Listen, we, we can lie to ourselves and to God, knowing we're wrong and yet arguing that we're right. Come on, somebody. God knows our heart. And when you know your heart is right before God, amen, you don't have to defend yourself. But I love what Daniel did. Daniel did not say, King, I'm innocent before you first. He says, I'm innocent before God because he understood this. All sin is against God. And he knew that he was right before God. Tell your neighbor, when I know I'm right, hello, somebody, I don't have to defend myself. And I've been saying that for years, that when you know you're right, you don't have, listen, should it, should it, should it, amen. Come on, somebody. He says, and also, verse 22, he said, and also what? I mean, I've been found innocent before him, and also towards you, O king, I have committed what? Now, now see, here's the thing. Uh, there's one thing of knowing you're right, but the devil will try to trick you into thinking you're wrong. Amen. And so what you need is the next thing. Give me that lesson. His assurance of his innocence. See, just like the assurance of salvation. Sometimes the things we do, the devil will get you to thinking you ain't saved. You think you're saved, but you ain't saved. But I want to tell you something. You and I have the assurance. Amen. That we are right before God now. And what the devil may try to do in accusing you. Come on, somebody. Amen. You got to stand on the promises of God's word. And you got to say, God, I believe what your word says. That I'm saved by faith alone in Christ alone and nothing else. Amen. That I've been justified by faith. Amen. In Jesus Christ. And oftentimes the assurance, amen, is what we lack because the devil starts compiling more dirt on us. And then he tries to expose us, amen, to the world. But if you know that 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 you know, that you know no, no. That you know that you're saved. Come on somebody. And not only that. That you're innocent. Then you don't have to fight that battle. 
And I thank God that Daniel gives us a good, hallelujah, example of what it's like to be accused and be innocent and yet watch God fight that battle. He can shut the lion's mouth. Notice Daniel was more concerned about his innocence before God than any man. And that's why he says, yeah, king, I'm innocent before God first and then you. And then he says in verse 23, verse 23 says, then the king was very pleased. And look what he did. He gave orders for Daniel to be taken up. Notice where he was. He was down. He was taken up out of. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, I was way down to the bottom. Tell your neighbor, the neighbor, the devil had me in his trap house. Come on, somebody. Amen. He, he had me, but the Lord delivered me. He had me thinking I was guilty. You ever, this is why I'm talking about assurance. Watch this. You ever had somebody convince you that you were wrong, but you were right? Some of you got some good attorneys in your house now. Husband and wife. You know you didn't do nothing. But yet. Now you know. Now you know. When they convince you that you're wrong. And you know you didn't do nothing. Something wrong. <laughs> Come on and help me somebody. Then you start thinking something wrong with you. Amen. But tell your neighbor. I got assurance. That I'm innocent. Come on now. Don't be lying now. <laughs> I'm innocent. And, and if you were to relate this to your workplace, right? You don't, listen. It's crazy how the world will get us to be so deceived. And how Satan would, listen, I ain't taking no plea deal. Amen. I, I don't think you hear me. I ain't taking no plea deal. I ain't taking no parole. I ain't taking none of that. If I'm innocent, I'm innocent. I'm going all the way out. I may not can afford a good attorney. I may have to get me a court-appointed attorney. But tell your neighbor, I got an attorney. And he come pro bono. I wish I had somebody. Tell your neighbor, he been winning cases for a long time. I wish I had somebody. And every case he had, he has won those cases. Can I tell you where to find that attorney? Hey. Well, if you go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find them right up in there somewhere. Amen. And I want to tell somebody that every case he's had, he's never lost one. His name is Jesus. And no matter what the devil may try to accuse you of, in the workplace, in the house, wherever you are, you got to trust and believe that God will stand for you. And he will deliver you. Do I have anybody but the text says that Daniel was very pleased and the king was very pleased 
and gave orders for Daniel to be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den. <laughs> and know what? Injury, whatever, was found on him. Tell your neighbor, you ready for the last lesson? Why? Can I help somebody? You've been doing all this other stuff. But all you got to do is one thing. All you got to do is one thing. Trust in Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. My last point. His trust in God was strengthened. How do you know you really trust God? If you don't go through nothing. We want a life absent of problems. No, Lord, give me some problems. Because you know why I need some problems every now and then? It keeps me humble. It stops me from acting a fool. It puts me right back in my place. It helps me to understand that I need God more than I need anybody else. But I found it very interesting that if a man gets thrown in a den for death and his secret was to trust God. Listen, some of us, we trust him and we take it back. We trust him when it's bad. And as soon as it get good. I don't need Bible study this week. I don't need to go to that this week. Oh, sure. We can miss a Sunday, boo. Come on now, it's cold. You know what it is. Tell you, Debbie, you know what it is. You know what it is. Amen. It's cold, baby. We ain't going today. And then all of a sudden you go from one to two. And then you show up every now and then until you get thrown another den. And then all of a sudden your trust level go way up. Tell you, neighbor, that's false security. That's what that is. Watch this. Watch this. I'm, I'm going to just read this. Watch this. Watch. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you something. Those that meant evil for you. Watch verse 24. The king gave orders and, and they brought those men. Who had maliciously. Accused Daniel. You don't have to cuss and fight. Let God do it. And they cast them. Watch this. Now, tell me God ain't cold, man. Hold on a minute. Where's human rights at? Where's CPS at? Ain't not today. When God handles your enemies, he's going to handle them. He's going to wipe them out. But he's a loving God. But when you touch one of his... 
Now you got to give them a reason now. And if you are a weapon in God's hands and the devil mess with you, well, you better get ready. But you got to trust him. This is not right. What did they do? Tell your neighbor, trading places. That's a whole nother sermon. Trading places. Watch this. They cast them. See, they, let let me, let me just, watch this, watch this. Your actions or our actions, let me just say, our actions can affect everybody in your life. You want to be mean as a rattlesnake? You want to be ugly and all this other stuff? Keep being like that. It's going to affect you, your children, and everybody else. All right? Now, watch this. Watch this. They cast their children and their wives. Oh, Can you imagine the wife being at home cooking like, come on, we're going to kill you. What? What did you do? Now you go off. Now you get sister on them. Wives, I'm going to help you. When you see your husband doing something crazy, you better tell him. Baby, needs need to stop messing with the people at that job. Better quit messing with stuff because you're going to affect all of us up in here. Our livelihood is being put on the block. Did you see the text? What happened now? Look at this. The children. Hold on. How are you putting my kids in this? <laughs> Watch this. The wives in, into the lion's den and they had not reached. This will tell you how vicious the lion's den was. Watch this. But the one who trusts God. Watch this. They had not reached the bottom and the de- of the den before the lions did what? overpowered them and crushed husband, wife, and the whole family dead. 120 of them, by the way. So do 120 times how many wives and children they had. A whole bunch of people died that day. All because they didn't like the man of God. Because you're going to work and doing your job. And because you living right and because you, you know, you doing what you do. So don't retaliate. You let God handle that. Look at verse 25. Then Darius the king wrote to all the people of the nation, the men of every language who were living in all the land. May your peace abound. Look at verse 26. He says, I make a decree that in all dominion of my kingdom, men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. Tell your neighbor God did it for his glory. For he is what? Well, I said, you got a pagan God fasting. Now he's talking about your God, Daniel. Come on, y'all. He's he's a living God, enduring forever. And his kingdom is what? One which will never be destroyed. And his what? Dominion will be forever. I'm trying to get to the good point. He delivers. Come on, somebody. And he what? Rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lion. So Daniel enjoyed what? 
Tell your neighbor success is coming. It's coming. When the people around you begin to see God like this, success is coming. We have to tighten up our testimony, y'all. Stop whining at the job. Stop complaining. Stop talking about what you ain't going to do. You ain't going to take out no track. All this other stuff. Your testimony is shot. What kind of God you serve? How many know him as a deliverer? How many know him as a healer? How many of you know him as one who rescues? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all should be shouting. Yeah, I'm, where, where are the grateful people at? Where, where, where are the grateful people at? Where the, where the, where the folk who've been... I need some folk who've been through some stuff to, to come on and give God some glory. I'm talking about you've been in the lion's den. The devil thought he had you. The devil tried to take you out. The devil tried to destroy you. But God shut the mouth of that lion. And the world knows now. Watch this. Not to mess with you. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Woo!